on a victory Monday. That's right. Happy stuff to talk about today. Nebraska beat Northern Illinois. Final score of 35-11. to 11. Welcome to On the Block here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Streaming worldwide on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. My name's Austin Norman. I'm joined by the Husker Hall of Famer, the nine-year NBA vet, Mr. Eric Strickland. Tricky, good yes, weekend sir. for you? Yes, sir. It has definitely been a great weekend. I am glad to be in the new location. Exciting. Uh, what a wonderful day it is as well outside, and it, we're coming in with a victory. So it's all beautiful all the way across the board. Yes, it is. A beautiful view out O Street as well. Sunshine and birds are chirping. That's how you can tell everything's good in Husker Lane. If you have any thoughts on Nebraska football's win over Northern Illinois throughout the show, let us know, 402-464-5685. Or if you're watching on our streams, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, comment there. We'll see it and we'll get to it. Let's just dive into that, Strick. Nebraska on the board. The first win of the Matt Rule era. Uh, the defense dominates early, give up you know almost 80 yards in the touchdown late. Hardly puts a damper on you know what could have been a 32 point win turns into a 24 point win. Solid showing from start to finish from Nebraska. I thought. Yeah, I think across the board. I mean, obviously you don't want your quarterback Iron Harper running as much as that to almost uh, break 100 the century mark in 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 rushing the ball. I mean. Good for them. You want to see that in the hands of definitely your running backs a little bit more, um, taking some of those opportunities. But he did. He used his feet uh, to to make sure that the the change continued. Mm-hmm. The chains continued to move and and to have some success for the uh, the Husker offense to keep moving down. And he was solid in the past game. Fourteen for twenty four. I mean, nothing that would blow your your mind off. But uh, didn't make any mistakes. Couple TDs. So you, you you've got to say. For the nerves, for the first time, just being a start in the comfort of your home, I think it's good for them. Now, um, one of the things I would say I'd love to see was Jeff Sims on the sideline really helping and giving some valuable information to Harburg. You see that the relationship mm-hmm. was good there. You want to see that. You don't want to see a quarter. You want to see the quarterback engaged because you just never know when they might need to call on you again and 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 when opportunity, I say, always presents itself, you've got to be ready to take advantage of it. I think Harburg did that this week. He absolutely did. We'll touch on quarterbacks more because we'll have more thoughts on that throughout the week. That'll be our second segment. Uh, Ryan on the Facebook stream, thanks for tuning in, I think sets us up for the next important conversation to have Strick. He asks, uh, since we haven't seen the fourth string running back yet this year, who's projected to get the backup carries? Let's go back. Gabe Irvin, out for the year, dislocated hip. That's a problem. Those things don't just pop back in. You're at a higher risk to dislocate it again once it happens. And Ramir Johnson sounds like his career is going to be over. Dislocated the shoulder in the first half. He was in street close for the second half. So you're down RB1 and RB2 on the depth chart. That lifts Anthony Grant up to being the starter, the guy that rushed for 900-some yards last year. Your backup running back is a guy you've seen on kickoff return, but not on the field for an offensive snap. And Emmett Johnson um, out of Minnesota RB3 right now is Quinn Knives, who's a freshman out of, I, I believe, New Jersey is where he's from, 6'2", 185, still learning a lot of the offense. So you have a guy who's had fumbling problems, had a good week of practice, took advantage of his opportunity against Northern Illinois, and then a whole bunch of guys who haven't seen game action. Let's start with Anthony Grant. What an opportunity for him. Probably not how we saw his final season going, but the opportunities here, he can do something big again. Yeah, he has the opportunity to do it. I mean, there's nothing like going into a doghouse, coming out, just doing a lot better 
as you came out of the house, it's like you peek your head out of the little dog window and, and oh man, I'm not on the chain. And he had an opportunity to kind of move around the yard a little bit, and that's good. But on the same, on, at the same, t- at the same time, now you're him. You've been there before. You've been that guy. Um, take the lessons that you've learned, and now just really go to a whole nother level because mm-hmm. the reliance is going to be you. Uh, the touches can be predominantly you. I mean, it's pretty much all in your hands. Now you've got to expand your game, where you probably we're okay at maybe in the, in the passing game, you got to step up and really be even more valuable in, in multiple aspects of the game. Otherwise mm-hmm. you're going to leave room for somebody else to possibly step in and become that, that void. You want to be the full every down type of guy. You want to be able to handle yourself in, in, in pass uh, rush and blitzes and, and blitz packages. You want to be able to handle those things. And, and that way you can be the guy that can be the reliable one on the field all the time. Although the majority of the time we say that. I don't think the the run game for the running backs will change a lot. Anthony Grant can do a lot of stuff. Yeah. He can run between the tackles. He can bounce it outside, which is his preference. But he's a guy that you know has some versatility, some capability, and whatever Nebraska is going to ask. Strick, I did like how Nebraska used the running backs as a weapon out of the backfield more against Northern Illinois. Gabe Irvin, again, out for the earth, a dislocated hip. Two catches for 20 yards, mostly on third downs, right? Little check downs, flip it out to him, make him make someone miss. Anthony Grant, one catch for nine yards. Um, and I think this will tie into uh, 0529's question on the text line. Uh, now that Irvin and Johnson are out for the year, is the quarterback going to have to run more? It, you'll probably see the same heavy dose of quarterback run, but I don't think it's as essential as some others might, right? You can find mm-hmm. other creative ways to give the running backs the ball, whether it's on screens, whether it's you know dressing up your, your standard run game a little bit. Because if you're down two running backs, your top two running backs, the temptation is going to be to lean into quarterback run. But you got to keep those guys as healthy as you can now since you're already down two of the guys you thought were going to be your top playmakers on offense. Yeah. But but it comes down to this too. How do you feel overall about, like, like, listen, we see a continued upward trend of and progression of the defense getting better better and better. I mean, they were Mm -hmm. hawking, they were running, they Mm -hmm. were... Uh, attacking, um, you love to see Hushmiker to handle things in the freaking trenches like he was been doing. Mm-hmm. Those are all things that are positive. The defense ranking now is what they got to be in the top twenty-five, easy. They're top number 15. two in rush yards per game, yeah, no mm-hmm. question. They got to be up there. Uh, the passing yards was, I think, approaching almost three hundred. I think it was like two ninety-six up to today, which is going to mm-hmm. go down. Um, but what you want to see on the offense. You want to see the rush numbers the way that they are. Mm-hmm. You want to see stability in the pass. I think you want to see them get to at least a couple hundred yards in the passing game. I mean, 158 something yards is that's not going to get you there, especially in a in a really tough uh, Big Ten, mm-hmm. especially even in the West. You got to love the running numbers, but is that sustainable? I don't know. So that's the part that I'm going to be watching over the next few weeks. Uh, in the approach to Michigan and what type of wrinkles they're going to be able to continue to implement to stave off just the Michigan Wolverines pinning their ears back and just downhill in every way. Jack on YouTube, thanks for tuning in to the stream as well. Um, will there be more fullback play with the running back injuries? I don't know. Strick, I still don't think uh, Nebraska has been all that good out of the I formation. 
Um, I was excited about Janarin Bonner and what he might be able to do for this team. Haven't seen a lot from him. It's been a lot of Barrett Liebentritt, especially in the, those run packages. Nebraska's got to get creative, though, right? If, if you were that high on Janarin Bonner and moving him to fullback, find a way to use him. Find a way to get him out there. You will have to surprise someone with a fullback carry here or there, but I still think for Nebraska, the, the best way to run the ball is with a couple tight ends on the field. Get bored. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Return for Donny out there. Get one of your tight ends and a sixth lineman like we saw Teddy Prohaska do a couple times. That, to me, has been the secret sauce for Nebraska more than the fullback. Yeah, I, I, I love what they've been running with their counters. Like, you know, you show the mm-hmm. ball one way, counter back the other way, get in between those tackles, maybe pull a guard, mm-hmm. punch out, and and let room just open up. Now, I, I think Anthony Grant had a tendency to do a lot of bouncing last, last year, which I didn't really like for him. I like him to be able to get up. But what I saw from him, though, was he got into one of those holes, into those gaps between mm-hmm. the uh, tight end and the tackle, had a sweet jump cut, and then got back upfield quickly. That's the type of running I want to see out of Anthony Grant, being able to hit the hole, make one jump cut, maybe make a miss, and then get into the second level and hopefully be able to make something happen. Um, I like that they even showed an option. I, I, yep. I, I, I like that. I mean, if you say that there's some similarities between Harburg and Sims, being that they're both both big, good stature, physical, and and have some okay foot, I think Sims's feet is a little bit better than Harburg's, but – Still, it's we'll get to that too. <laughs> you know, but but I, I I still want to see. I love the use this week of Fedoni. I love the tight end work. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got to continue to get better on the outside. Where is that explosiveness going to come from? Uh, I'm still open in my mind to hoping to see it. Anthony Grant, too. You mentioned his propensity, his his looking to bounce everything outside. To me, that's not an issue if he's not physical enough. He doesn't have the right mindset. When you go back to Rutgers, he catches that swing pass and he trucks the dude on their sideline. Even this game, ran a guy over and let him know about it. Mm -hmm. He was staring him down as soon as he got up. So to me, it's not a mentality. It's not a a body shape thing for Anthony Grant. For him, I think it's be consistent, right? You like the home run ability, but sometimes you just got to know when to get four yards and not turn four yards into two yards. Yeah, this team has got to be that. It's got to be short chains for mm-hmm. for the effectiveness of the team. Yep. They don't have the ability, I don't you know, consistently. Not not that they can't. I don't think they have the ability to be third and eight. <laughs> nope. I'm not I'm not so excited about how the line is. I still think the line has some areas of deficiency there with their footwork and just being able to not allow straight lines. I think the blocking down and allowing short tracks to the to the backfield, mm-hmm. whether it be to the quarterback or the running back, I, there's got to be some chip before you get up and get to the linebackers. We uh, saw you know more of that in the second in half. In the second half. So I, I want to see more of that continuously. And, and, and this is the part. I mean, this group has been together now outside of Ben Scott. You mm-hmm. know, for the most part, a lot of these guys have been there together. They, they've got to figure out in these next two weeks how to become a little bit more towards the dominant. I'm not going to say they're going to be dominant, but – 
come a little bit more to the dominant end. They've got to mm-hmm. be four yards minimum if they're going to set up and run between tackles, run inside, or run off tackles on stretch plays. They're going to have to be four yards. It, it, it can't be uh, tackles for losses and 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 not being able to move because otherwise they're going to get themselves into trouble. I think Nebraska has to trust the offensive line and trust the running backs to some degree, right? It might not work in the first quarter, might not work in the second quarter, but you saw Nebraska run for almost 100 yards in the fourth quarter, really trying to put that game away, leaning on the offensive line. That's what it's going to come down to, right? That commitment. Marcus Satterfield has to know what his offense's relative strengths are and what its weaknesses are. You'll have to take some calculated gambles. You'll have to take some calculated risks but you can't get cute, right? There's a very fine line there. And some of it is, you know, judged (laughs) based on how it goes. It's based on results, but just have good process, right? Call the right play in the right time. Trust your players to go out there and make plays. And if you're the players, ball's in your court now, right? You're out your top running back. You're out your second string running back. If you're a wide receiver, you put in extra work, right? Because now might be my time. You know, if if you're a tight end, you work on finding that soft spot in the middle of the zone. I'm glad you brought up Fedoni. Two straight weeks with a touchdown catch. He shushes the crowd at home after he scores this touchdown. <laughs> what do you make of what we've seen from Thomas Fedoni so far this year? Um, I, I think he's just starting to get a little bit more comfortable, a little bit mm-hmm. more confident. Um, I think they're trying to figure out ways to use him and to, to let the tight ends be a little bit more effective. And they're going to have to. I mean, I think they're going to have to do that with the, you, you know, with a running game, with finding those tight ends, with some delays, with creativity and just creating not only just mismatch situations, but also to be able to misdirection, use misdirection in, in ways. So everything's flowing. This is why I, I think some rollout situations with Harburg or with Sims or whatever, with some throwbacks. Just getting the eyes of the defense going one way, they're shifting, and then sneaking tight ends out backsides on backsides out, uh, you know, drag ups, you know, something to be able to get them lost with some misdirection to help them out as well for big plays because they're going to have to make some big plays. They can't just continuously rely on that. I love the defense providing them opportunities to be able to put them in scoring situations as opposed to having to go long, long. But they, you know, I'm excited to see what next week is going to be, how they can build off of what they did this week. You mentioned that defense. The biggest drive to me was the one after Nebraska scores the touchdown. They they get a stop. Offense gets it uh, backed up towards its own end zone. Then the fumble from Heinrich Harburg. Ben Hart got beat, took a step inside, couldn't recover back out. That was the Nash Huttmacher drive. Two big plays there forces them uh, the, the Huskies back to to a longer field goal. They do end up making it, but to to keep three on the board instead of seven, that was big. And then strict the complimentary football. Nebraska drives to midfield, stalls out. Bushini punts down to the one. Nebraska holds early. You get a three and out, a, a rushed punt, short field, boom, another touchdown. There it is. That's the recipe. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying about this team. They They have to allow... This is why they can't get behind the change. They have to allow the defense enough time to rest, regather their thoughts, Mm -hmm. and to be refreshed when they return back to the field. Whether it's two first downs or three or changing a field position, 
this defense has been strong in not allowing one super mm-hmm. big plays. I mean, they the big plays do happen. Sometimes guys just make great catches, right. but not allowing that and making teams work and not allowing the other teams to get low on the chains. So that way then they're having easier opportunities with more, a wider playbook mm-hmm. to work off of. And that's what I like about what they're doing. Defense. I mean, listen, shout out to white. I love what he's doing with the defense. I love what he's doing. Now um, we need the offense to be able to just do their part. And that's just moving the chains and switching fields and allow the defense to do their work and Mm -hmm. give you an opportunity. Absolutely. He's strict. I'm Austin. We'll touch on the quarterback. I think that's important. We got some conversations to have. We'll definitely carry that into hour two. You mentioned the offense doing its part. What does that mean? What does it look like? Is there a target number of points per game, yards per game, something that you're looking at? Let us know. 402-464-5685 on the text line. You can be like Ryan on Facebook, Jack and Jim on YouTube, as well as uh, Nuance, capital N, capital U, Nebraska U, Nuance. I really like that. Thank you guys for tuning in on the stream. We'll step aside for just a moment. When we get back, we'll dive into Heinrich Harburg. We'll talk about... uh, Jeff Sims injury being listed now as or on the depth chart. What does it mean? Where does Nebraska go from here? You're listening to on the block and 93, seven, the ticket. Everybody in your crew identifies as either big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.